Nathaniel Pastors Podcast is on the air. I'm your host, Pastor Nathan Carter. I'm Pastor Theo. And welcome to a beautiful fall afternoon in Chicago, Illinois. This is a little imitation of Pat Hughes. Sorry about that for all of you <laughs> who are not Cubs fans. But uh, the season is coming down to the wire. We won last night in the bottom of the ninth inning on a hit by pitch. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh. Playoff baseball, baby. It's coming. Football is happening. Um, so in some ways, some some uh, normality of life, but at the same time, it's crazy. Like we're, I mean, the sky is kind of hazy here from fires out in California. It's another tropical storm coming into the south. It's been a crazy, crazy place. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I keep saying this, and, and I, I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but it still kind of blows my mind that like uh, 2020 is almost over, and I've spent so much time inside. <laughs> oh, man, that's... Yeah, I get a little bit nervous about when I just think about the prospect of winter and uh, the weather changing and being stuck inside with no place to go and nothing to do with seven people and a dog. and Yeah, but let's not borrow tomorrow's troubles. Let's enjoy this uh, good weather and the opportunities we have right now. Yeah. In some ways, it, again, I mean, the the world is is uh, a crazy place. A lot of crazy big things happening. It's election season. It's uh, there are just big issues out there. And yet, um, what's been so grounding for me over the last uh, three months, almost three months now, is the church. You know, just continuing to move forward with. Lord's Day gatherings to hear God's word, to be reoriented to uh, the really big picture, and to have fellowship with other believers, and uh, eat at the Lord's table, and like that's just brought so much um, of an anchor and a stabilizer into my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't. So. I couldn't agree more. Um, I don't know. I think the I still remember the first shift we made towards uh meeting again after being apart for what was it, three months? Um Yeah, March fifteenth was the we met March fifteenth and then we met again June twenty eighth. So yeah. Yeah. But a little over three well you know, three three months, give or take. So yeah, it's nice. It's good to be back, and, uh, even in limited ways, and with all the hassle of it, it's yeah. good to see people and still have that uh, time to sing and pray and hear the word together. So yeah, and this Sunday we're having a um, a membership meeting after the service. Hmm. It'll be a little little different. I mean, we're gonna go inside after our outdoor service. The weather looks, the forecast looks nice for the next several days, and that's good. 
And we're going to come inside. We'll have a limit of 50. We currently have 88 members um, and five new members coming in. So um, we'll have to have a like a, a, a hybrid again of some people joining by Zoom, kind of like the summer retreat was, with the big screen up there and you know the Brady Bunch joining the membership meeting. Um, but uh, but yeah, so you know, in the midst of all the craziness, we're gonna keep moving forward with doing the business of the church. Hmm. Right? What is that? What is the business of the church? And what? Let's think. Let's just kind of this topic today is just kind of talk about membership meetings. What are they? Where do we find them in the Bible? Um, kind of be maybe a preparation for those who are new to our church into membership the concept or maybe just a reminder and refresher for those who have been doing this but like why do we why do we do that mm-hmm. so uh, we don't have a, st- a strict outline to this conversation but we'll just see where it goes what do you want to talk about mm-hmm. yeah I think uh, you know I, I think uh, like like a lot of people um we we like the very romanticized aspects of ministry, right? Like the, um, yeah, and I, I mean the good parts of it too. Like uh, be on the ground, uh, uh, tell people about Jesus, uh, teach the Bible, uh, disciple new believers, and and all of that is it takes priority. Obviously, I, I think. Um, that's that's what the church should be about. It's about getting the gospel out and uh, making disciples wherever we can. Um, but at the same time, like you know, as much as we as people like me are don't like the the nitty gritty poli- policy making administrative work, um, the fact that you know the church is the family of God that we're an organization, that we're a community requires us to make rules and have systems of doing things and, and get things done. And I think, um, I don't know. I, I think that like, it's important to see that when we read the Bible, um, you know, people, people say like, oh, like that's, that's just, that's just business. You're just, you're just getting into, you're just making the church a, a hierarchy or a, a business to to do, and uh, I think that's a danger. But I, I also think that, like, when you look from like the beginning of the Bible, when the you know the community of Israel was first formed, um, there were there was laws given, there was rules given, and then there was advice given to Moses as to how to best organize his people. Um, how to how they're supposed to best conduct themselves uh, in the New Testament when the church is formed I think you see that same process in Acts where they try things and, and some things don't work and uh, you know they they set up certain people to help fill in spots and holes that that need to be filled in their ministry and um, so yeah I, I just like uh, for me, like coming to Emmanuel, it helps me uh, 
even though I, I still, it's not my favorite part of ministry. It's, it helps me appreciate more those aspects of ministry, the, the sitting down and, and thinking about how are we going to execute these things together. As, That's as really group. interesting. So yeah. I, I, you're saying, so I hear you saying that when you first think of like church membership meetings, your kind of gut reaction is, oh man, right? Like it's not, it seems like, oh, this is potentially boring or uh, stuffy or like uh, something we got to do. And you're growing in that, but that was, that's kind of where you're coming from. Yeah, I think I, so. I think that's a <laughs> a small kind of uh, illustration of our different personalities because I, mm-hmm. I get excited about these things. Mm-hmm. I like love the business meetings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so there might be people out there who think like, ah, oh, business meeting, that's, that's just kind of rigid and you know, why would I want, I don't want to go to my condo association board meeting. That's like, blah, you know, mm-hmm. I want to watch C-SPAN for fun. It's like, wow. And so, you know, there's a couple of different ways to answer that. One, I would say our business meetings are not like some church business meetings in that like we don't follow Robert's rules of order, right? Hmm. Uh, or even, you know, some people say Bob's rules, kind of a little more f- informal version of them. I, f- for the most part, these are pretty casual. Um, I, I just lo- I look at them as like, you know, family, family meetings, right? Like... Hey guys, family time, just like I would with my my own kids and wife. Like, let's meet on the couch. Let's talk about. You know, we do that. You know, different seasons of life. We just had our first day of school, and every year at the end of the summer, we sit down on the couch and we look back over the calendar and we just kind of assess like what happened, what did we do, where did we go this summer, and praise God for it, and you know, pray together about what's ahead. Like, that's how I view these quarterly membership meetings. Like, hey family, let's. Uh, Let's all get together and let's talk about where we're at and <laughs> where we're going, you know? Yeah. And I, I, I love them. Yeah. I think that's like a healthy thing to do. Uh, my family never had family meetings. <laughs> we, if like, like we would talk about things pretty informally and um, if, if there was like a problem, then we would like sit down and talk it out uh, so family meetings were always kind of like there was something negative going on yeah that yeah. you know required them interesting yeah interesting so I, I hope that we're a healthy family that has healthy dialogue and loves to be together and I mean really that's I mean kind of like uh, our family every morning at, at breakfast we have family worship we mm-hmm. have a podcast on that idea and uh, that's kind of, as a church, we, we get together every Sunday um, and, and worship. Um, how, would, how would a membership meeting be different from a Sunday gathering? Or, or where, you know, how would we dif- distinguish those two? Hmm. Uh, I think, the, like, the intent is, is different, right? Like, I think, uh, you know, Sunday worship is it's 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 the highlight of of our week like we we get to come together and 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 uh you know be with the lord and be with our family together and then praise the lord um i think uh membership meetings is more of 
um, like we we all kind of agree that certain things need to get done. We need to uh, we need to preach the gospel. We need to make disciples. We need to care for the poor. Uh, we need to uh, take care of our own as best as we can. Um, so I think membership meetings is where like the family gets together and it's like, all right, we're all agreed on like these values. So how are we best going to get it done on on the ground, kind of thing? Okay, that's how I've thought about it. So yeah, yeah, I think in First Corinthians, um, there's the uh, uh, assumption that there's like these these gatherings of worship. Uh, where the Lord's table is being celebrated, but yet it, they're also open to the public, where people can kind of come in off the street. And um, Paul says, if everybody's speaking in tongues, they'll be like, "What is going on?" So you should make sure that things are done decently and in order. That's mm-hmm. we have a liturgy. We're making things really clear. We're expecting that there could be guests, visitors, non-Christians yeah. there. It, it, it's you know primarily the the gathering of the saints for edification, but there's also a you know, a, a kind of, of a more porous perimeter yeah. where people can come in, right? Yeah. But then the, the membership meeting is is a, is where there's um, it's really clearly more defined. Like, hey, these are the the members of the church, those mm-hmm. who are in this covenant community, uh, who have been officially recognized and affirmed, and we're going to talk about things that we probably wouldn't talk about on a Sunday morning where just anybody could be there. Right, mm-hmm. like it, it'd be awkward in a Sunday morning service to talk about finances, right? Um, or to talk about to talk about what what we're gonna do with a building project or uh, a church discipline case, right? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like it needs to be a little more closed door. Yep. Um, like hey, here's this. This is just the the people who are in um, talking about the more intimate things uh, that we wouldn't necessarily talk about in a Sunday mm-hmm. morning. Yeah. Uh, where's this in the Bible? Um, the most like clear cases of, of this, uh, I think, arise out of you know studying. Uh, studying like the the awkward passages about church discipline and and how that's conducted um you know you talk to the person and then according to matthew 18 you bring it to uh bring other people with you from your from your church to talk to them um uh, bring it before your elders and then when it reaches a certain point you you bring it before uh, the congregation right and I don't yeah like I don't think you know that that's just an arbitrary group of Christians that's a it seems to be that's a group of Christians who to some degree know this person well enough to to make the call of whether or not Mm -hmm. this person can be removed uh, uh, or uh, it's a bounded set yeah put under church discipline and stuff like that so uh-huh. I think that's the, the clearest example of a, an in-house meeting where certain 
uh, high-level decisions about the church are, are made. Yeah, and so that would be at First Corinthians 5, a really clear one, where Paul's talking about a, a case of some obvious um, sin in the, the Corinthian church. A member of the church is, uh, is doing something that's not congruent with a Christian profession of faith. Mm-hmm. And he says that he wants them to um, remove this person from, and put them outside. And he talks about uh, being assembled, right? Mm-hmm. When you're assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus. You are to deliver this man to Satan uh, for the destruction of the flesh. And so there's a, a, an idea here that there's an assembly that's a gathering with this very... Um, what's the word? Yeah, a very serious kind of family business mm-hmm. uh, issue that I don't think is uh, proper to, to kind of broadcast out in just the wide public. This is an internal matter. So I think that's a pretty clear example. Mm. Others would be more inferences. But... Um, I mean, like, you can look at places like First um, Corinthians 16 Paul's asking the church there to collect money from like one one church and, and give it to another church so there's like some uh, you know administrative work being done with like one set of people for another it's not just a, an arbitrary like group doing doing good stuff um, well, if you want to a, a good uh, kind of proof text for administration, church administration. <laughs> uh, I think of First uh, Timothy five, where Paul's giving Timothy a policy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than sixty years of age, having mm-hmm. been the wife of one husband, having a reputation for good works, brought up children, shown hospitality, washed the feet of the saints. Da 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 refuse to enroll younger widows for this reason. So there was a um, there was a a list of widows that were gonna that were gonna be in the Ephesian church kind of getting care, you know? Uh, and there's a policy, like they have to be this age, they have to have these qualifications. That's pretty administrative. Yeah. And I think there you get some warrant for the idea of keeping lists, of keeping of having policies, some of that stuff goes together with what we're talking about membership and there's bylaws and a constitution and a membership roster and um, some kind of form- formality here of, of you know let's talk about our policy on this and that hmm. yeah um, what about voting is voting in the Bible, or is that just an American democratic thing? The clearest example I can think of voting, and I, I, 
there might be more, but is the example in Acts um, where they're trying to figure out what to do with the Gentiles. Um, I'm trying to. Yeah, there's a there's a meeting, right? It's yeah. Deliberation and a decision. It seems good to us and the Holy Spirit. Um, Acts 16, is it? I think. 15. 15, yeah. Oh, that might be in. Let's see. 15. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed good to the apostles and the elders of the whole church. Uh, oh, that's, that's to send out people. Um, uh, 15, I mean, chapter 15, verse 30, you have the church in Antioch uh, sending out Paul and Barnabas and then... Mm-hmm. Uh, they gathered the congregation together, or no? This is the this is the Paul and Barnabas coming back to Antioch, right? And they gather the church, the congregation together, and deliver the letter. <laughs> and when they had read it, they rejoiced because of the encouragement. Hmm. So there's a there looks like a church church meeting. Um, earlier though is where you you have the the decision that's been made of the uh, Jerusalem Council, which is. Is really the, the Jerusalem church with its elders. Chapter 15, verse 22, it seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church um, to choose men and send them with this decision. Um, so there's a good example. I was thinking of the one in Second uh, Corinthians. We can't know with total certainty that this is a follow-up to 1 Corinthians 5, uh, but it seems that, um, oh, where is this? Let's see if I can find it. Uh, I'm having a hard time finding it exactly, but it's it's uh, basically talking about the uh, the, the punishment inflicted by the majority the word majority is used there you see that here it is uh, chapter 2 uh, verse 6 uh, starting in verse 5 if anyone has caused pain he has caused it not to me but in some measure not to put it too severely to all of you for such a one this punishment by the majority is enough so you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him, or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. I beg you to reaffirm your love for him. This is why I wrote that I might test you and know whether you are obedient in everything. So some would say that this is referring back to the, you know, when he said gather in First Corinthians 5 and assemble in the name of Jesus and put this brother out, that it appears that this brother it worked, right? Like he was handed over to Satan. He realized the folly of his way. He was brought to repentance and contrition and sorrow, and he comes back. And uh, Paul says to restore him, right? That that would be awesome hmm. in church discipline. But my point here is the word majority, and that word implies that there's a, again, a finite number of people that's on a list. Like, all right, we have 88 members, which means we're going to have. Uh, a vote 
<laughs> and majority, you know, wins. Um, it, it's a little bit of a stretch, possibly, that they actually had a vote, but, you know, there's evidence that voting is not just an American thing, that this happened. And the idea of a majority, that there was some, there was some way of knowing, like, here's who's in, here's who has a say, and, you know, 51% of that finite number agreed that this is what God was doing, or hopefully it was more than 51% or whatever, but you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some evidence, again, of of some kind of biblical precedent for this m- meeting to make decisions together. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I think I, in my mind, like, um, the, the precedent of, of voting is, is like, the, the practice of voting is really more in my mind grounded with like the principle that I, I do think um, congregations uh, have a certain amount of authority uh, in the church uh, and it's not just uh, select people like select ministers that have the ability to do all the to make all the administrative decisions. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So that goes back to Matthew 18. Yeah. Tell it to the church. Yeah. And then the, the church has that authority. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, like, a, kind of a, a level down from that is, um, you know, like Paul stating in, in Galatians 1 that, you know, if if anyone, uh, it doesn't matter if it's an angel, if I, like, preach to you a, a different gospel, uh, let him be anathematized um so there there seems to be a sense there where paul is saying like uh look if you're a christian and you know the gospel um you know like paul has a healthy sense of authority you should listen to your leaders obviously um but you also have a responsibility to hold fast to what is true and irrespective of what whatever religious authority tells you otherwise and so um i for me like voting is on on certain issues is the best way to make sure that that uh congregational authority is respected and still maintains play in church life and administration and that the pastor is not just making executive decisions without any consideration of that church authority in the Bible. Right. So. Yeah. I've heard uh, Mark Dever talk about the uh, you know, the, uh, the authority of the elders kind of like the Supreme Court but then there's also the there's also the a national referendum, you know, like there could mm-hmm. be a vote that happens. Uh, I'm looking for a book right now. I found it. Um, where the, the popular vote can could could uh, change something, so that can happen in a church too. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let me see if I can find this. Yeah, this is actually from um, Charles Octavius Booth. Uh, he was actually a, a black pastor um, of the church in the South uh, after uh, Civil War. 
really interesting guy. Um, and he wrote a book called Plain Theology for Plain People. It's really an excellent treatment of kind of systematic theology, simple, simplified. But um, he made this point, and I'd never seen it anywhere else before. Uh, but uh, I shared it with Jonathan Lehman at Nine Marks, and he's like, yeah, that's another great place to find this stuff. He, he, Lehman writes a lot about these kinds of things, if you want to read more. But uh, here's Booth. He says, By carefully reading the first three chapters of the Revelation, the book of Revelation, we shall see that what are called churches are local organizations or companies of Christian believers, not different denominations of believers. And we shall see also that all that pertains to their government, including the selection of officers and discipline, were purely local. The Savior called upon each body separately to correct its faith and morals, making no references, whatever, either to councils or conferences of churches or ministers. So, there's a in in the Book of Revelation. There's also that assumption that the local church can gather and um, make those make those moves, make those decisions. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what kind of things do we vote on and decide in our membership meetings? Hmm. Uh, I think, uh, generally speaking, like what we've done in the past is we've, uh, voted on, uh, the, the big principle is we, we vote on anything that, uh, affects, uh, how, how we get the gospel out generally speaking um uh, uh not not so much like the so like when it comes to like teaching and stuff like that the uh, the elders kind of that's that's their their place where they they sort of set up the curriculum for the church um but when it comes to like i guess how we choose to use the the money of the church the resources of the church um, budget, yeah, expenses. That's a that's a voting. Um, so a big part of our meetings will be a report on how we're doing financially. Yeah, yeah, how giving is, and then how we're going to use that money to further the gospel. How much we're going to allocate to missions. How much we're going to allocate to allocate to our building, uh, different ministries, pastoral support and salary, yeah. uh, member care. Yeah. Um, budgets budget uh we vote on allowing new members in and when we do that we are uh covenanting to take care of those members to watch out for them uh you know uh keep them accountable to the word of god and also allow them to speak into our lives we're affirming that this is a genuine christian who knows the gospel who has the authority to call us out when we need that as well um we're doing that and we're also voting to uh when to remove members from our our roster of membership uh and and this can be for a a number of reasons uh somebody moved um we don't usually vote on that actually uh, we, we just take people off. Yeah. I mean, the congregation just trusts the elders, and, and hopefully they're also doing the spade work, too. Yeah. But to just make sure that we're... Tr- 
transferring membership. Yeah. Like, uh, e- either we announce, like, oh, someone has moved to California and now they're part of this church, so we're going to we're just going to take them off our list and trust that they're being cared for by this other church. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wouldn't just just let somebody just go out into the unknown no man's land. Um, that would be we're working really hard with people to make sure that they're they're putting their hand into the hand of another gospel preaching church. And if not, then then it would it could go to discipline, which would mean the person is not doing what they're supposed to be doing, not doing what they covenanted to do, and bringing their profession of faith into serious question. Hmm. And yeah. that can go through a long process, patient process, understanding process, but then eventually, if there's no church that they're tr- we're transferring them to and they're not living in fellowship with us, then we have no other option than to vote them out um, and to say, hey, we can't, we can no longer affirm your profession of faith, which is what voting them in is. It's a vote of confidence. Like, yeah, you say, you articulate the gospel, and we don't see any reason why we would suspect that right now. So come on in, and we're going to do life together. And then if over time it looks like that, that profession of faith is now... Um, hard to endorse then that's what leads to church discipline Hmm. so voting on budgets voting uh, members in and voting members out protecting kind of the the who of the gospel Mm -hmm. protect the what of the gospel by um, the affirmation of our statement of faith and um, that kind of thing and then the uh, and then also we vote on leaders yeah elders and deacons to yeah. affirm them right yeah um so yeah. i don't know I, uh, saying like like we vote on things how we get the gospel out is, is maybe a little too vague maybe like a better way to say it is like um voting on like how gospel ministry takes shape i guess in the life of ibc um. Yeah, hmm. and then a lot of it isn't isn't necessarily voting either. It's more just announcements or hmm. discussion or input or what do you think or just encouragement, testimony. So, uh, so you know, kind of what you can expect this Sunday. That we're gonna we're gonna pray together. We're gonna uh, have maybe some sort of devotional encouragement about what we're doing. Um, we're going to do some member updates and just kind of go through like, hey, has anybody seen this person for a while? Or, hey, what's going on with this guy who moved away? Or anybody in need? And it's just a chance for us to kind of keep updated so we know that everybody that we're responsible for, how they're doing. Um, there's there's going to be uh, a church discipline case, um, sadly, that we're going to talk about this, this, this uh, Sunday. There's going to be a, uh, a goodbye for longtime members that are, we're going to send out. There's going to be uh, welcoming in of five new members, hopefully, that get affirmed, and then they're going to. We're all going to say our church covenant together and just remind ourselves what we've agreed to do to live, live together as Christians in this specific body. There's going to be update on the building project and where we're at with that. Uh, there's going to be an update on giving and how that's gone. You know, 
throughout this these last six months. There's going to be some calendar kind of stuff, like hey, this is coming up, or you know, um, sports nights ending. What do you think should we should we do something inside in the winter that kind of replaces that? So it'll be just a kind of a, yeah talk about where we're at, where we're going, hmm. do some uh, uh, some bookkeeping and some roster cleaning. Make sure we're keeping our membership list as synonymous and equivalent as we can to the the Lamb's Book of Life and the actual people that are we're doing you know our portion of that that we're doing life together here. Yeah, so I think they're fun. I look forward to them, and they haven't ever really been rancorous at our church. A lot of people are f- afraid of Indians because it's a time to fight and mm. bicker and. I, I don't I mean if if that's happening I think a church is in a bad place it's either not led well or there's something that needs to get really dealt with but a healthy church should have fun meetings that people leave feeling encouraged by you know and by God's grace that's been the case at Emmanuel mm. um, usually not much tension there so that's that's good yeah um uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, that's a sign that the Spirit's still at work, keeping us unified and all on the same page, with the same gospel in mind, and the same mission to get done. So, yeah. All right. Once again, we've run out of time, and there's so much more we could talk about, but hopefully that gives you some some food for thought, and... Uh, those of you who are members are excited about Sunday and we'll see you we'll see you there see you later